Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning and service, and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome. Good morning. I'm Nan Hart, your worship associate today, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeter today is Ann Stevens. Our, our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. The link has just been posted in the chat. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. We invite you to say hi by typing a quick note into the Zoom chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. Also, we invite you to join one of our discussion groups after the service so that we can get to know you. You can choose between staying in the main room to reflect on today's service or accept the invitation to join one of our smaller social groups. And a special opportunity, next Saturday and Sunday, you're welcome to join in our Earth Day WUU Grounds Cleanup Weekend from nine to five on Saturday, April 24th, and one to five on Sunday, April 25th, we'll have gardening and cleanup projects set up all over campus that you and your family can help with. Check the weekly spiral email for details on how to sign up. And now I invite you to sing along with our opening hymn, Blue Boat Home. Thank you. 
Again, welcome. We are so happy that you have joined us via live stream audio or video or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if we cannot see you physically. Now, I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. And please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Whoever you are, whatever your image is your presence is a gift. All are welcome. Welcome indeed to this Earth Day Sunday. We gather here to remember this is our home but not just ours. This land we live on, this water we drink, this air we breathe, these old rivers that flow around the land, these forests that give us their healing green, these flowers that give us their beauty and fragrance, these fields that give us our daily bread, these stars that show us our place the wilderness and the tame backyards, all of it, our home. We remember the ancestors who have lived on this land and who have shaped it, the Powhatan and other First Nations peoples, the settlers, the ones brought here and enslaved against their will, the farmers, the hunters, the immigrants, the artists, the families, the explorers, the business people, the engineers, the builders, the scientists, the teachers, the workers, the leaders, we inherit their choices. We honor the animals and creatures that have made their home in this land, the ones here now and the ones that used to be here. We envision the future generations who will live on this land we let their voices fill our hearts. We gather here to remember this is our home, but not just ours. Come, let us worship together. Now please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now as we spotlight the Dominguez family lighting a chalice. Again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison. Yeah. We light this chalice, light chalice for the warmth, for the warmth of, love, of love, for the light of truth, 
for the energy of action and for the harmony of peace. Peace in our hearts, peace in our community, and peace in our world. Jackson and Aiden, that could not have been more perfect. Thank you so much. I have for you today a wonderful story that you might be familiar with. It is called The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham. And I want to read just the first page or two to you. And I invite you, if you would like, you can close your eyes and imagine the characters. The Wind in the Willows, the riverbank. The mole had been working very hard all the morning, spring cleaning his little home, first with brooms, then with dusters, then with ladders and steps and chairs, with a brush and a pail of whitewash, till he had dust in his throat and his eyes and splashes of whitewash all over his black fur aching back and weary arms. Spring was moving in the air above and in the earth below and around him, penetrating even his dark and lowly little house with its spirit of divine discontent and longing. It was a small wonder then that he suddenly flung down his brush on the floor and said, bother and oh, glow, and oh, hang spring cleaning, and he out of the house without even waiting to put on his coat. Something up above was calling him imperiously, and he made for the step little tunnel, which answered in his case to the gravel carriage drive owned by animals whose residences were nearer to the sun and to the air. So he scraped and scratched and scrabbled and scrooged, and then he scrooged again and scrabbled and scratched and scraped. He with his little paws and muttering to himself, up, up, up we go, until at last, pop, his little snout came out into the sunlight and he found himself rolling in the warm grass of the great meadow. This is fine, he said to himself. This is better than whitewashing. The sunshine struck hot on his fur. Soft breezes caressed his heated brow. And after the seclusion of the cellar age, he had lived in so long, the carol of happy birds fell on his dulled hearing almost like a shout. Jumping off all his four legs at once in the joy of living and delight of spring without its clinging. Till he reached the hedge on the further side. Hold up, said an elderly rabbit at the gap. Sixpence for the privilege of passing on this private road. He was bowled over for an instant by the impatient 
and contemptuous mole who trotted along the side of the heads, chafing at the other rabbits as they peeped out hurriedly from their holes to see what the row was about. Couldn't think of a satisfactory reply. Then they all started grumbling at each other. How stupid you are. Why didn't you tell him? Well, why didn't you say? Well, you might have reminded him and so on in the usual way. But of course, it was much too late, as is always the case. It all seemed too good to be true. Hither and thither through the meadows, he rambled busily along the hedgerows, across the copses, finding everywhere birds building, flowers budding, leaves rusting, everything happy, progressive, and occupied. And there for today, we'll stop together. But may we all find everything happy, progressive, and occupied. And a big thank you to Piano Dave for adding music to that story.
thanks for that. And now I invite you all to join in the spirit of meditation, reflection, and prayer. Spirit of life, spirit of earth, spirit of all that breathes and all that is, we love you. We love this planet and its people and its beings. We love this interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. We love it all and we want it all to be well and blessed and healthy. But we are human. And as a people, our hearts are still so small. So often, our love and our sincere desire for the well being of all is not yet enough to restrain our collective desire for more, for ourselves, more money, more power, more things. So often we act in the service of that desire for more in ways that harm our fellow humans, sometimes grievously, and the countless beings with whom we share this earth. And so often, even when we would do otherwise, we feel powerless. The problems are so big the scale so enormous. What can one person or one small group really do? But today, let our prayer be for hope and for commitment to stay in the struggle, to do what is right as best we can each day and to love you, spirit of earth and ocean, stars and rocks, beings of every kind, not least our human neighbors. Let us love this glorious whole as we love ourselves, for we are you and you are us, blessed be. This is our prayer today and every day. And now I invite you to lift up the joys and the sorrows that are especially on your heart today using the Zoom chat if you wish. I have some to share. First, for our Muslim neighbors, may you have a blessed month of Ramadan with easy fasts and abundant happiness. I also want to share a very special joy. Our own Reverend Jennifer Rue, my predecessor here, has been invited to be the ministerial candidate for the Unitarian Universalist Church in Eugene, Oregon. Let's all cheer her on and wish her many blessings as she begins this new ministry adventure. So happy for her. And we also have some sorrow to hold to share. 
We extend our hearts to the victims of the shooting in Indianapolis this week and send our prayers for them and their loved ones. We long for a future when gun violence will no longer be so tragically common. And at this time, I invite you to call upon that which is most holy to you as we enter into a time of shared silence. So may the meditations and prayers of our hearts be a blessing to the community. May it be so, and amen. And now I'd like to share a reading from an article published in 1914 by George Washington Carver. He was born into an enslaved family in Missouri and grew up to become a world famous advocate for sustainable agriculture as a way for black families to survive and thrive. George Washington Carver. Unkindness to anything means an injustice to that thing. If I am unkind to you, I do you an injustice or wrong you in some way. On the other hand, if I try to assist you in every way that I can and in every way to do my very best for you, I am kind to you. The above principles apply with equal force to the soil. The farmer whose soil produces less every year is unkind to it in some way. That is, he is not doing by it what he should. He is robbing it of some substance it must have, and he becomes, therefore, a soil robber rather than a progressive farmer. Each Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you are joining us for the first time, 
please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today is a Share the Plate Sunday. All of your, of your gifts today will go to the Sierra Club Foundation. Now, please welcome Robin Van Tyne, Chair of the UU Fellowship of the Peninsula Social and Environmental Justice Committee and member of the Executive Committee of the Virginia Chapter of Sierra Club to tell us more. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me okay? Uh, I'm very pleased to be here today with my brothers and sisters uh, in Williamsburg, not that far away. I want to first acknowledge that we are on occupied Powhatan and other native lands. Um, uh, I have, we, my committee, uh, our committee, our Social Environmental Justice Committee has uh, collaborated with your Social Justice Committee, Jessica Zapalio, in several projects. We, we're helping to support the uh, asylum program uh, that you're doing and uh, your group has uh, been involved with us in spreading the legislative collaborative table of Hampton Roads to the peninsula. And I look forward to further collaborations between our congregations. Uh, my Sierra Club roles, I'm um, uh, involved in the local group, the York River group. Uh, I'm chair there of the Environmental Justice Committee and I'm recently on the uh, executive committee and the um, Environmental Justice Issues Chair for the state. Group. Uh, Sierra Club was founded <clears throat> in 1892 by conservationist and nature prophet John Muir, who was his first president. I, I call John Muir St. John. <laughs> For 125 years, Sierra Club members have worked to protect the Earth's vital resources, natural beauty, wild creatures, and scenic landscapes. Uh, Sierra Club's most enduring and influential grassroots environmental, it is the most influential grassroots environmental organization in the United States. We have 3.8 million members and supporters defending everyone's right to a healthy world. Major areas of focus include climate and energy, the Green New Deal, uh, climate change, lands, air, water, and wildlife, people, and justice. Uh, Sierra Club does it through actions, largely. Uh, we're a national community of volunteers, advocates, grassroots advocates who show up where it counts. We have tools and resources to make ourselves heard in nearly every district across the country. We're a diverse coalition working with partner organizations, nonprofits, uh, and campaigns to build diverse, inclusive coalition. We know that environmental issues can't be separated from social justice because we all breathe the same air and share the same land. We try to protect wild places, endangered species, keep the air and water clean, ensure a clean energy future, curb climate change, keep pressure on politicians at all levels and on corporations. We are working around the clock to get stronger environmental and energy laws that will reduce our dependence on fossil fuels, protect our oceans and fragile coastal environments, and help protect millions of jobs. Uh, the Virginia Chapter of Sierra Club is a grassroots-driven organization which advocates for a Virginia where all people may enjoy our natural treasures, access clean air and water, and thrive in healthy communities. We have about 20,000 members in Virginia. Uh, we coordinate action to promote climate solutions 
uh, and oppose projects and policies that put the interests of corporate polluters above the needs of communities. Some of the initiatives we're working on is offshore wind jobs and opportunity, uh, support solar and energy efficiency programs, fossil-free data centers, data centers should be on clean renewables, prevent work on the Mountain, Va Mountain Valley Pipeline, Atlantic Coast Pipeline, uh, suspend the Mountain Valley Pipeline Certificate, protect the Monacan Nation Capital from a pump station, uh, and we're working to inform local elected officials it's time for a clean energy, for clean energy in our communities. The York River Group, which is basically the peninsula, is our local group. We have meetings uh, on third Wednesdays at 7 p.m. I'll uh, put the uh, website address uh, to the local group uh, in the chat, and I'll put my email in there as well. York River Group is currently prioritizing environmental justice, encouraging local and state legislators to pursue environmental uh, justice legislation, air quality monitoring in the Southeast community of Newport News, which is an environmental injustice area, uh, coal dust on the peninsula, sea level rise, transportation issues, solar on the, on the schools. Uh, I will put, uh, we have a meeting for the environmental justice group of the York River Group every fourth Saturday. Uh, uh, I'm hoping to have a, a NAACP environmental justice person speaking at that meeting. I'll put the uh, uh, link to the GoToMeeting in the chat if you want to join us next Saturday at 2 p.m. Sierra Club is very, very concerned with environmental justice and racial equity, both within Sierra Club and in the communities that we serve. Uh, quoting Hop Hopkins, the National Director of Transformation, Organizational Transformation for Sierra Club, quote, you can't have climate change without sacrifice zones. You can't have sacrifice zones without disposable people, and you can't have disposable people without racism. There is a connection, a deep and sad connection between white supremacy, racism, climate change, corporate despoilation, uh, and sacrifice zones, communities of color, uh, uh, people of color, uh, indigenous people who suffer the greatest uh, pollution and sea level rise and all other kinds of deprivations because of that. Sierra Club is fully integrating environmental justice into all the work that it, that it does. Uh, thanks again for your generous support. Uh, of Sierra Club's work, please join us. Uh, I'll put that information in the chat so you can contact us. Uh, it's good to be amongst my fellow UUs. Beautiful service. Thank you, Robin. It's really good to hear all that the Sierra Club is doing. If you'd like to give through our website, <clears throat> please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. That's 757-500-0688. And follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia 23185. Thank you so much.
Well, all right then. Way to fancy it up. I love it. Thanks, Dave. For Earth Day this year, I'd like to tell you an old story from the Brothers Grimm. And it goes like this. Once upon a time, a fisherman and his wife lived in a tiny hovel near to the edge of the sea. Every day the man went out to fish. One bright sunny day with the water shining clear, the man caught a most unusual fish, a talking fish. It said to him, kind sir, please do not kill me. I am an enchanted prince. Please let me go and let me live. And the man did so, saying, by all means, I'm happy to let a talking fish go. Have a nice day. And the fish swam away. The fisherman went home and told his wife all about it. His wife said, well, why didn't you wish for something? An enchanted fish ought to be able to grant you a wish in return for letting him go. Tell you what, go back there and ask the fish to give us a nice little cottage instead of this tiny hovel. Wouldn't it be nice to have two rooms instead of one? Well, the man wasn't so sure about this whole wish thing, but he wanted his wife to be happy. And so he allowed her to convince him. When he went back to the ocean, the water was not so clear anymore. It was green and cloudy. And the man called out to the fish, 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 fish in the sea, a wish, a wish I beg of thee. The fish came swimming up to him and said, what do you want? The man said, my wife doesn't want to live in our tiny hovel anymore. She wants to live in a nice little cottage. Go back home, said the fish. She has her wish. And indeed, their tiny hovel had been transformed into a beautiful little cottage with a little vegetable garden out back. The man said, oh my, here we can live very comfortably. But his wife just said, Hmm. And a week later, she said to him, listen, this house is too small. I want to live in a big castle. Go back to the fish and ask for it. And once again, the man protested, but eventually he agreed. On that day, the sea was choppy and rough. Its color no longer green, but purple and gray, and the sky was overcast. And again, the man called, fish, fish, fish in the sea, a wish, a wish I beg of thee. The fish came swimming up to him and asked, what do you want? The man said, my wife wants a castle. Go back home, said the fish, she has her wish. And when he got home, there was the most magnificent castle you can imagine, set on the most splendid grounds. And the man said, Oh my, 
Here we can live very comfortably. But his wife just said, hmm. And the next day she said to him, listen, I want to be the king and rule over all this land. Go back to the fish and ask him to make me king. This time the man said, no, no, I don't want to. But finally he went and now the ocean heaved with uneasy waves and a cold drizzle misted the air. Again, the man called, fish, fish, fish in the sea, a wish, a wish I beg of thee. The fish came swimming up to him and asked, what do you want? The man said, my wife wants to be king. Go back home, said the fish, she has her wish. And when he got home, there was his wife sitting on a fine throne with a jeweled crown on her head, soldiers and servants and courtiers all around her. The man said, now, now you will not wish for anything more. But his wife said, now that I am king of this land, I find that I would like to be emperor over all the world. Go and ask the fish, I am king and I am ordering you. The man was terribly afraid, but once more he made his way back to the ocean. And now the sea was heaving with gigantic waves and the rain had begun to fall in earnest. The man had to yell to be heard, fish, fish, fish in the sea, a wish, a wish I beg of thee. The fish came swimming up to him and asked, what do you want? The man said, my wife wants to be emperor. Go back home, said the fish, she has her wish. When he got home, the castle had become the largest palace you can imagine, made all of marble. And there was his wife sitting on a throne of solid gold with a crown on her head set with a hundred diamonds, a thousand soldiers and courtiers arrayed all around her. Despair filled the man's heart. And he said to his wife, now you are emperor, be content. But that night, his wife could not sleep for thinking of what more she could demand. And as she saw the sun rise, she said, that's it. I want to make the sun rise. I want to be God. She woke her husband and cried, go to the fish and tell him to make me God. Her husband cried, no, no, it's too much. You cannot be God. His wife flew into a rage. I am emperor, she screamed. And I command you to ask the fish. 
shaking. The man went back to the edge of the sea. The wind was blowing in great gales, the rain pouring down as thunder and lightning split the sky and the ocean raged with mighty waves. And the man bellowed into the wind, fish, fish, fish in the sea, a wish, a wish I beg of thee. The fish asked, now what does she want? The man cried, alas, alas, she wants to be God. The fish replied, now she must go back to her old hovel. And there she is. And there they are still. Let's take a moment to breathe into that story. I wonder what it means to you. This Earth Day, I think of the fisherman's wife and her desire for something more than she has. That first wish she makes seems so understandable to trade her uncomfortable tiny hovel for a cozy cottage. I wonder what if she had stopped there and been content? Would that have been okay? And I wonder for all of us as human beings, what gets in the way of our contentment it's the nature of all living beings to grow and expand. Trees grow, the seeds they drop grow into new trees. Animals grow and have their children and migrate and spread if they can. This is not bad or evil. It's part of the life force that animates all beings. But it can become problematic as one being's impulse to expand comes up against another's. In my backyard, there's a stand of bamboo planted many years ago. As you might know, bamboo is a beautiful plant, but it's also quite invasive. Once it takes root, it spreads and spreads even to places where you don't want it to go. In some ways, we human beings are a lot like bamboo. We too have an impulse within us to be green and growing and expanding. We too are beautiful, but we are also invasive. And now we who are part of industrial societies are collectively facing the consequences of having let ourselves grow and expand too much, wanting and taking too much oil, too much land, too much of nearly every resource on earth, far beyond the planet's ability to sustain us and all the other beings who make their home here too. The question on my heart this Earth Day is, how can we work with our nature since we cannot change it? That impulse to expand and grow is deep within us. It's not evil. We've just allowed it to take over too far. In this moment, 
as people of faith, we have the opportunity to hold up a different way, to take that impulse to expand and grow, to take all that life energy that for so long we have directed outward toward the stuff of the material world and turn it inward to our spirits, our inner work, our soul. Turn our energy and attention to everything that makes us feel expansive and joyful and alive, art and creativity, learning, meaningful work, sports, spiritual growth, friendships and relationships that bring us joy, grow in wisdom, expand in spirit. Is this all that's needed to restore our planet to health? Of course not, I wish. We all know the global policy challenges we face as climate change continues. Spiritual growth will not bring emissions under control without concrete policy and behavioral changes. But without a strong and lasting spiritual foundation for our earth activism, I fear those urgently needed changes will continue to elude us. As people of faith, we need to lift up a path to contentment that will truly satisfy us as a society. The fisherman's wife's thirst for power, she was sick. And that scares me when I see it replicated on a global scale as we do today. When we seek power over others, that is ego talking. That is the small ego part of us trying to fill a small ego need. But power over others will not bring us joy or peace, not ever. If you find yourself craving power like that, ask yourself, where is my spirit hurting? What spiritual holes am I trying to fill? Go back to your tender heart and care for it like the lovely green shoot it is, a wellspring of life, a channel of spirit. Be grateful you are here. Be content. Celebrate human goodness. Tend your inner growing. If we can do that work ourselves and spread that message, I do believe we will have a chance to heal this planet, this home we share. May that be so for us, for all beings and for our planet. Amen. And I invite you now to join in a song wherever you are, or just listen if that feels right to you. For the Earth Forever Turning was written in the 1980s by composer Kim Oler for the Paul Winter Consort. And I wanna note that Paul Winter himself has a really poignant connection to Unitarian Universalists in Virginia. His sister Diane was a beloved member of the UU Congregation of Fairfax up until her death a few years ago. 
Diane was a wonderful pianist and she had a big heart. It was a gift to hear Paul Winter, her brother, play at her memorial service. And I will be thinking of them both as we savor this hymn. Let us say the words to extinguish the chalice, and we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We will paste the words in the Zoom chat. Again, we'll say them in unison. We extinguish the but not the light of truth, 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 the warmth of humanity, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts. Until we are and I invite you now to hold out your hands as a sign of all that connects us. As I offer this blessing adapted from an old Scots Gaelic text. Deep peace of the running wave to you. Deep peace of the flowing air to you. Deep peace of the quiet earth to you. Deep peace of the shining stars to you. Deep peace of the infinite peace to you. Amen and blessed be.